0: Hey guys, and welcome to episode unbelievably 13, lucky for some, I think it will be, uh, of the Gym and Tonic podcast. Great for you all to be listening to us once again. Um, so it's been a funny old week. Um, we've all been obviously having our little pre-chat, which we really should let you into because it's great, um, about how we been. Time. Mine has been pretty pants, Um I'll be honest, uh, like I was with the boys, and say that uh, I, I'm pretty lethargic, I'm I'm highly unmotivated, um, it's only really my clients uh, that I, I have four mornings a week where I have to literally get up and leave the house early, um, whatever the weather, uh, to go and meet them and train them, which is kind of like, it, I'm so glad I have that, because that's the, then four times a week I know I'm going to get up, I have to leave the house, so... Um, you know, yeah, we've been kind of relating to uh, how we're all feeling about it. And I think a lot of people aren't going out and a lot of people are very emotional at the moment, uh, including people like close to me. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I kind of feel um, I, I was just talking to the guys about this. I kind of feel like I have become. You know, like a normal person, like your average client who who would come to you and go, "Hey, listen, uh, you know, I've lost my plot. I'm not I, my, my diet's off off track. Um, you know, I I was doing this and I'm not anymore. You know, I, I'm I, I'm in that place now. I'm very fortunate, knowing what I know, and because I'm in the industry, obviously, that I have a cut off point. I have a cut off point which has various markers, which is um to do with how I feel uh how I'm sleeping you know how I'm sort of feeling in my clothes the trouble is when you're living in leggings all the time you know your jeans can come as a shock so um you know it's it, it's I have a certain cutoff point I have a certain weight which has always been my cut off point um and, and, and I'm there so uh two days ago um you know i I've downloaded my fitness pal again it's still my same old fitness pal i've had for years and um, i just uh, dip in and out as and when i need it um worked out my calories i've i've started tracking again and now i just need to focus on you know getting my activity levels up which i'm struggling with a little bit because i've got some other uh, health issues at the moment but so I've been signed off cardio so but that's still not really an excuse like there are other things I can do so I, I I can't use that as a reason to do nothing um because obviously I still have to keep myself uh flexible uh mobile um you know and strong so there are other things I can do I just need to focus on those things so you know we were talking about how there are going to be a lot of people who feel who feel like that who are where I'm at now um, you know, a lot of it has been my personal choice. I've allowed myself to get to this point. There have been other pressures on me uh, which haven't helped. Um, but, you know, at the same token, you've got people who are feeling that way. You know, six, I think it was six, seven weeks into this lockdown. And suddenly we are getting that little, which we've talked about it on the podcast, but that little influx of miracles out there. That could uh, possibly ensure that when this lockdown's over, you know, you could actually, without doing anything to change what you're doing now or how you're feeling now, uh, this very simple thing or procedure or way uh, could literally be the answer to your prayers. Um, And I know that the guys have have both of them have touched on these things this week, but we thought it would be a good time now. to talk to you about this on the podcast because it's they are you know these things are they're very much uh, attract a lot of attention they can seem extremely appealing um to a lot of people uh, but you know a lot of the time people don't actually read the article so we're going to go into that uh next uh what the actual article said um and you know it's all these little carrots being dangled so we're going to talk about that today um we are also going to talk to tom uh, tom's been on a journey of his own um uh, very old school back to basics way of of um of losing uh, fat and i think it's important that we we you know, talk to him about how that's gone as well so i'm going to pass it over to the boys now i'm going to start with paul because i know paul has got his hot off the press with his <laughs> favorite bit of news this week he got so excited about um so yeah let's talk about the miracle jab and i'm not talking about the kb jab we're talking about the miracle jab over to you paul
1: yeah it's been dubbed by some doctors i hate using the word doctors for people like this because i i genuinely feel like if uh, if this is the information that you put out and this is, these are the types of studies you use your doctorate to conduct your uh you're a fucking moron um but uh, it's been dubbed by these doctors as the the, the best anti-obesity drug out there. And I'm, I mean, it's the first thing that made me cringe was that they termed it as an anti-obesity drug and they're, they're phrasing it as the new era of tackling the obesity epidemic. And the basic premise is, as Shirley said, it's a jab. So uh, what doctors, um, two professors, one who's got a knighthood, fuck knows what for i'm assuming not anything to do with fat loss or, um, or
0: javelin. Not, not into that what's it called yeah.
1: <laughs> Joustling. um
0: Jousting, yes
1: <laughs> maybe that is what it's for um but yes
0: or, or javelin, really
1: <laughs> these these doctors have uh, have got together and conducted some studies and to give you a really high level overview they've taken 2000 obese people Who are carrying a lot of weight, injected them with something called semaglutin. I assume that's how you say it, which is basically an appetite suppressant. So it blocks the chemicals that your body produces that tells you that you are hungry. Interesting note about the chemicals your body produces that tells you you're hungry is they're very short term. It releases them, it tells you you're hungry. But if you don't eat within like half an hour, your body stops producing those chemicals anyway. So hunger as a thing, as a a chemical reaction is actually short-term in the body. Um, But it it blocks those chemicals to stop people getting hungry so they don't eat very much and they lose weight. And they were praising up the fact that the average weight loss was like 30% or 15 kilos on average. Now, my first issue of this is, let's be honest, if you can stop somebody from eating the majority of the time and drastically reduce their calories and they drop 30% of their body weight or they drop an average of 15 kilos. I'm going to go with that's not sustainable. I would liken it to, and I did in my post to being in a coma. If you're in a coma, you're quite busy being in a coma so much so that you don't eat. And most people, if they're in a coma for a while and they come out of said coma They've lost quite a bit of fat. The same could be said if you're just talking strictly scale weight, which they were as well. They weren't indicating what body fat percentage change was, it purely scale weight. You could achieve a similar reduction in weight, cutting your leg off. Now, both of those methods would be considered, in my opinion, extreme. um, And I would therefore not recommend them. But nonetheless, they are ways to achieve drastic fat loss. And I can't help but feel like that the the fat loss jab, the anti-obesity jab or injection um, is similar to that in that if you're just going to make people not eat a great deal and they're going to drop a massive amount of fat, it points the finger at the fact that that amount that they're eating is not enough. And therefore it's a fucking stupid, moronic, unsustainable method. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, for me, going down the route of I'm going to have an injection because I'm overweight rather than addressing the issue that's led to me becoming overweight is a bit like saying I want to I want to sleep around with women but I don't want unwanted pregnancies so instead of using contraception and educating myself on safe sex I'll cut my cock off (laughs) you will never get a girl pregnant if you cut your knob off but you're also probably not going to enjoy the process of fucking thereafter and i would say that a fat loss jab while short term may result in rapid fat loss you're going to learn nothing so at the end of (laughs) at the end of your period of being injected once a week um what are you going to learn nothing so you're going to pile your weight back on and i think education should be at the forefront of everyone in the medical profession if they're actually serious about helping people to become not obese They should be educating people on the basic principle. And I know Tom's going to touch upon it. Um, And and again, Shirley hinted, we've all started, uh, well, Tom's like 10 weeks in, but Shirley and I have started in the last week or two, um, putting ourselves on a bit of a cut. We've allowed ourselves to become relatively relaxed. Obviously, we had Christmas, went into lockdown. Fluffy,
0: fluffy is my favourite. Yeah,
1: we've we've been comfortable. We've, We've not been putting pressure on ourselves to to be too strict of things. And we've both recognized that we probably need to start paying a bit more attention to it. So I'm, I'm cutting because of a lack of equipment. I'm, I'm having to increase my cardio, which I would probably rather cut my leg off than do, but I'm <laughs> going to go with a more sustainable approach. Um, but the method that we're all approach uh, like applying is the fact that we're, we're taking our calorie intake below what we're, what we're burning. And we're going to be a bit patient with it and we're going to do it for a, a period of time, safe in the knowledge that after said period of time, we are going to be in much better shape. So what really irritates me is the fact that you've got medical professions professionals out there basically misleading people, conning people into believing that all you need to do is inject yourself and because they're Although, doctors people are going to believe it and they're going to yeah. go oh the doctor said i should do this and they actually are then going to think that an appropriate approach to managing their weight and their obesity and combating it is to go and inject yourself once a week with a chemical that stops you from eating and that's but, me- but further
0: down the article though paul what, what was the advice at the end of the <laughs> article? Well, this was after the woman admitted yeah, yeah. that after the trial, her weight was creeping back up again yeah. quite quickly. Yeah. There was a guy at the end of the article, right at the end, where Dr. nobody...
1: Dwayne. I, can, I can't remember his... Uh, I wrote it down. It's Dr Dwayne Meller. He only got a short piece in this article, uh, the last paragraph, where he cited both that uh, in order to combat obesity, it, you need to not just have this injection, Well, he didn't even say about the injection. He just says that any approach to fat loss needs to come with long-term lifestyle changes and that before approaching any attempt at fat loss, you should speak to a qualified professional. I would argue that the BBC should have just run that paragraph as the article, Doctor Finds Cure for Obesity, because that is all you need to do. You just need to make subtle changes to your lifestyle for the long-term. And if you're unsure how to do it, speak to somebody qualified to help you do that. Um, yep. I would argue injecting yourself with anything is probably not the approach because if you're going to start injecting yourself to get skinny, I would probably ignore semaglutin and I would go straight for heroin because I've never mm-hmm. seen an obese fucking heroin addict. Never. They're all very skinny. They have no teeth, quite a lot of them, and they're not in the best condition. The skin's
0: not great.
1: No, lots of side effects, but very rarely do you see a fat one. So, it would. It, down that- yeah, I mean, doesn't it say? I mean,
2: I mean. Uh, first of all, if that guy got a knighthood, I think you should get a knighthood for that piece that you've just produced there, Thank because you. I, me and Shirley were in tears as you were, laying into this uh, injection. Yeah, we
0: think Paul should get a knighthood just for explaining how it works.
2: And honestly, you're welcome, Paul, for me sending you that article because I knew that it would just be like the best thing to happen to your day. It made my <laughs> week. Yeah, but the, the, the number one thing that people have to take from that is unless, and, and you guys are a prime example of what Paul just said. You know, you guys felt like you, you your behaviors had got to a point where they hadn't aligned with how you wanted your bodies to look and feel. And so the simple thing you did was you change your behavior patterns. That's all you did. You said, right, I now need to adapt new behaviors in order to get back to where I want to go. And it is that simple. You don't need detox drinks. You don't need any of the products, injections, whatever. You have to take a cold, hard look at yourself. And you have to say, being overweight is something that you do to yourself. It's self-inflicted. So if you can do it to yourself, you can also undo it yourself and it's simply a matter of behaviors and choice and i'm sorry people don't want to hear that but it is if you are overweight it's because you have chosen a behavior pattern that has, that has led to that if you want to be at your uh, a normal weight then you choose a behavior pattern leads to that and if you don't know what those behavior patterns are for you as an individual spend your money on finding the person who does know who can help you not the product because the product doesn't know you as a person; it just wants to make money off you, and that's as simple. I think that's just as simple as it is.
1: Completely agree with you there, and I think the reason why people think they need to go to extreme measures, like I don't know, cutting a leg off, or having time in a coma, or really extreme injecting themselves with some gluten is because. Nine times out of 10, where people don't really understand the basic mechanics, and that it is just a case of balancing your calorie intake with your energy expenditure and making sure your intake is less than your expenditure, and then being patient and consistent with it, all too often when people want to lose weight, that they reach for whichever methods have got the most publicity or are the most talked about or have yielded the fastest results. And it's all about like convenience. What how can I get it quickly? And people adopt methods that are basically very short-sighted very short-term very unsustainable and largely bollocks that they've got no hope of actually being able to stick to and the knock-on effect is that they then perceive fat loss to be very difficult and i think that's you know part of obviously my you know my rant um hopefully as entertaining as it was that's kind of a point that's come across To is that actually if we if we take that step back and we stop looking for the what's going to be the easiest or the quickest approach to drop fat and actually tackle the underlying issue. We've got a better chance of long-term success. And it actually doesn't need to be as hard as people think if they give themselves a little bit longer to do it. And Tom, I know you're going to talk about your, your journey, but on our call beforehand, when you were going through it, obviously what you've done over like sort of 10, 12 weeks, if you apply that basic principle, uh, uh, as we said, over a, six 12 nine 18 month period and make it less extreme and more manageable you yield greater results that last it's the the classic would you rather have a million pounds or one penny that doubles every day well most people would initially be like i have a million quid well if you took a penny that doubles every day you've got like 5.3 million pounds in 30 days and it's the same thing with fat loss instead of looking for that million pounds up front Look at what example. you can do day after day. That's easy. That's just simple little things, and let and let the bigger picture build up over time. And I think that's why I get so like animated and so frustrated with stuff like this study. And there was another one that Sky News posted last week about using uh, drugs designed to help diabetes to combat.
0: Oh yes, I saw Which, that. Which again, yeah. It's yeah. all
1: about suppress it, suppressing appetite. Is the fact that <laughs> the approach like another example i always use is if you cut your leg open with an axe you could put a plaster on it and for a few seconds the plaster will appear like it's working because you'll be like oh it's not bleeding anymore but the plaster will then get soaked with the blood coming through it'll fall off and you could just keep reapplying plaster after plaster getting nowhere or you could be sensible and you could go i've got a bloody girt wound in my leg i'm going to go and get some stitches and actually close the hole and that's the closing the hole the stitches is the education is the applying a small simple calorie deficit and actually addressing the underlying issue the sticking plaster is your your jabs your teas your coffees your slimming worlds your herbalife's, your whatever it is and the sooner the industry and the health sector align to promote positive information the the better and and, and again just as a slight side note i'm not against all doctors there was actually a doctor that was on one of the various good morning programs and i can't remember which one it was last week who spoke exclusively about effect he didn't use the phrase calorie deficit but he spoke exclusively about changing your lifestyle bringing your calories in line with your expenditure and making long-term changes to avoid diet culture which i thought was brilliant and he got about five minutes of airtime whereas shit like this is everywhere and it that's that stresses me out good plan
0: tom tom you look yeah,
2: a bit I'm, bemused now yeah I <laughs> how do i follow that, that oh, back in the
0: room back in the room back in the room
2: yeah. <laughs> it's probably the it's diet
0: cool, isn't it he's like, he's mesmerizing you're like <laughs> <laughs> i mean we're all in cfd land
2: yeah I mean, I think that to explain what I've just done or what I'm currently doing, uh, I explain the bigger picture because I think this is where people need to, to see how simple the process is. First of all, this is my body and this is me as a person with a personality that is not yours. So the principles in which I'm going to talk about are the key here, not necessarily exactly how I do it because if you try to do exactly how I do it it won't work because I use principles and then apply my own apply them to my own lifestyle right so the first thing is is that each year I go through two stages I go through a gaining stage where I try to gain weight and the goal for that stage would be to gain as much muscle as possible without gaining as too much fat so I basically Increase my calories to uh, slowly over about eight or nine months where I'm in a small surplus, no more than about 500 calories over where my perceived maintenance is at that point. And therefore my body is utilizing most of the extra calories to gain muscle. And I will gain a little bit of fat to give you a picture of that. I went from about 148 pounds in September to, uh, sorry, in, in August to about 172 in January, right? So at that point in January, 172 is the heaviest I've ever been, but still had a relatively decent body composition, still could see abs. And as Shirley, you pointed out in our our, uh, phone call before, you didn't think I had much to lose at that point, right? So for the average person, they wouldn't think that that was something I needed to go on a cut. Now, I will say this, I do things very extreme and I don't recommend to go this extreme. And I will mention that at the end, but I think it's more kind of my athletic background where I want to kind of push myself to a limit. I do not recommend it to everybody. We've talked about in previous podcasts, but you know, January came along and I wanted to spend the time in lockdown, getting myself into the best shape I've ever been because I didn't want to be doing it when the world opened back up because I wanted to enjoy myself. So while I'm in lockdown, and I had a lot of time and I wasn't going out to eat and enjoying things with my friends. I wanted to then basically just live like a monk for 12 weeks which is what I set it for. I said, I'm doing 12 weeks and I'm going to start at which at the time I was eating 3,200 calories a day to maintain a weight of uh, 172, which I couldn't really push anymore um, without just getting fat, which I didn't want to do. And then what I did is the first week of of the cut, I just decreased my calories by 500. Okay. And I kept, so that went down, um, to, it, uh, that 500 calories per day,
0: just so
2: 500 calories per day. So I went from 3,200 calories to 2,700 calories. And yes. I did that for two weeks. Okay. Now it's important for me to say is that when I'm gaining and when I'm cutting my number of meals, I have a day stay the same. I keep, I have six meals a day. You don't need to eat six months a day. I just like doing that. It's the way I like doing it. It fits my schedule. It's the it's good. I, I digest well on that. I feel good doing it that way. So I didn't change anything about the time that I ate food. I didn't do any magical fasting or anything like that. I just literally ate exactly the same times when I was gaining to when I was going to try and lose. Okay. I then also eat very similar foods every day because I choose foods I like and... That's just my personality. I eat the same thing every day. And when I cut, all I do, literally to get to that 500 deficit, is I either decrease the amount of certain foods I'm having. So let's say instead of having 100 grams of oatmeal in the morning, I would have 80, right? And I just weigh that out. Very simple. Takes me less than 10 seconds to weigh it out. So anyone who doesn't like weighing their food, like try it because it's really easy.
0: Or get measuring spoons.
2: Amazing. Or measuring spoons or whatever you want to do. And I just decreased the calories from that. I then made simple swaps. So instead of having eggs for my second meal, I had egg whites, save yep. myself some calories. And instead of like, uh, as, as I go, as I go further into the cut, instead of having toast, I have rice cakes. It mm-hmm. just, it changes. It, I just make little changes to save some calories. And for two weeks, all I did, I weighed myself every morning, whether you like to do it or not, it doesn't matter for me. It just gives me a, a data point, and just after I pee, butt naked, I haven't eaten or drunk anything, and weigh myself. And uh, is
0: that, I do... is that the, are they the pictures that are available on OnlyFans on Instagram? Yeah,
2: they're on my OnlyFans account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, subscribe if you want. Um, and so um, it's been it's been a rough couple of months. Um, but <laughs> so um, then I all I do I literally and you don't have to do this way, but I just have a little spreadsheet on my computer and I just log my weight. And at the end, the, I take seven data points throughout the week. So seven days in the week. And all I do then is I add them all up, divide them by seven, and I take an average weight. Yeah. Last week I did that. Cool. It was down three pounds. Actually, I was down five pounds. Mainly because Christmas has just been around, and I was holding on to some water. So I lost five pounds. I don't think for a second I lost any fat. I think I lost maybe oh, half a pound of fat if I'm lucky in yeah. that week. Right? But I lost five pounds on a scale because water – Ways, you know. Then the second week I did exactly the same calories and I logged it all and my average weight had come down another two pounds. So I said, look, I know I'm in a deficit, I'm losing two pounds a week, which is above what I would recommend for most people. I would say anywhere from a pound to a pound and a half a week is really good going anyway. Think yeah. about over 10 weeks, that's 10 pounds. Easy, right? Yeah. But I was losing two pounds. So I said I could keep my calories the same. So the third week did exactly the same. Lost two pounds again. So I'm like, cool, this is working. Fourth week, the weight had gone by a pound. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm doing this for 12 weeks. I've set 12 weeks. I don't want to be in a deficit for very long. I like being a deficit. I like enjoying life. So I'm going to decrease my calories. So again, brought my calories down by 300. Just a side note, I've kept my exercise, cardio, exactly the same the whole way through this whole process. And my training has been exactly the same the whole way through. I haven't changed anything to do with my training or my cardio. It's all just yeah. been through nutrition. Yeah. roll on um, each week as I went the same thing, all I'm doing is I'm just tracking my weight and I am decreasing calories when the, r- the rate of weight is not incre- is not going at the right right time, uh, speed, right? So I'm in week 10 I am definitely sub 10% I am 153 pounds so I've lost 19 pounds and um, I am looking the best I've ever looked, in my opinion. Um, my carbohydrates have stayed very, very high until this week, where the last two weeks are always kind of dig in and go a bit more extreme because that's just my personality. You don't have to do it that way, but if you cut off right now at ten weeks, I've lost t- uh, nearly twenty pounds in ten weeks, two pounds a week, and all I simply did from gaining that weight. So I went from one forty-six in August. Or 148 in August to 172. I get the same foods. I've eaten the same foods. All I've done is I've just decreased the value of the, the amount of food I've been eating over the last 10 weeks. My exercise, cardio, I do when I'm gaining. I do 45 minutes of cardio a day because I like being fit and healthy. Like I like being able to walk upstairs without wanting to like bend over and 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 cough up everything, you know? So it's like I just I keep cardio in, and it just means I can eat more because I'm expending more, so I can eat more. So 3,200 calories at the top of my gaining phase was because I was doing cardio. I don't, I didn't have to eat that much if I just cut cardio out. But I like being fit, so yeah, um, yeah. right. And so then, you know, by the end of this, the next couple of weeks will be the extreme part of it, which again I don't recommend anyone to do. And I will literally finish the cut. And this is where I think a lot of people go wrong. As at the end of a diet, which is what Paul you were alluding to the other day, oh the other day, earlier, where you were saying, you know, people put the weight back on because they, they want these quick fixes. 12 weeks is a very quick amount of time to lose that kind of weight. And so what I'm gonna do then is I'm gonna say, I like the way I look, probably where I am now, or just a little bit, a little bit heavier than I am right now. So around 155 is where I actually really I was looking at myself at 155 and I was like, If I could maintain this year round, I'd be really happy. I like the size I'm at. I like how lean I am. That's great. Well, guess what? I can do that because I'm in control of my calories, because I'm in control of what I'm doing. And and I, and I, I have all the variables tracked. After I get to, let's say, 150 and I look like I'm about to die, I will be there for about a day. I'll take some pictures. I'll be like, oh, that was cool. And then I will slowly increase my calories, probably by 50 calories a week. 100 calories a week and we call it reverse dieting and i will slowly increase myself up to where i get myself out of a deficit and i hit maintenance yeah and then as i get to maintenance if i'm still feeling a little bit because the next couple of weeks is where the energy starts to learn all the all the negative side effects of this that we've talked about in previous episodes then i will just up my calories again until i slowly get to a point where i'm like i feel good but I am completely in control of it because I track all my variables. Yeah. My advice on this would be take what I did over, over the last 10 weeks and potentially the next two weeks and just do it at 50% of what I've just told you what I've done. And you could lose 10 pounds in 10 weeks. All you need to do, the main principles are be consistent with your exercise, make sure you understand how many calories are going in. And then just have data points like weight. Just I, I weigh myself every day. The weight hasn't gone down in a in a straight line the whole time. There have been days where like my weight's been abnormally high and abnormally low because that's what body weight does. Cause I don't, I'm not measuring my fat every morning. I'm just weighing I'm weighing my body in total. So there's a lot of things that go in. So and then I just, the reason I take an average at the end of the week is because I want to know the average of my weight. So then I can track and I have a little graph I'm kind of sad, but I have a little graph which shows the average weight is tracking down over the 10 weeks. I've got 10 data points and the average is going down. If the average is stops going down, I know I've hit maintenance and then I can decide if I like where I'm at or if I want to add a bit more exercise in, which I think is a great option to start with. Or you can just take away a little bit of food or do a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. And it's that I'll tell you that the only supplements that I have taken over the last 10 weeks to lose 20, 19 pounds, I've taken creatine, yeah. okay, glutamine, and caffeine. And I will say I've taken um, fish oils and a multivitamin. So if they have any fat burning effects, then take them, kids. But apart from that, that is that is what I've kept it at. As I said, exercise expenditure has been relatively the same every single day, and all I've done is just decrease food very slightly throughout. And um, yeah, that's it.
0: Well done, brilliant.
2: Is, yeah. So uh, I
0: mean, you were, we were also saying earlier. Obviously, that is you know twelve weeks. Obviously, is your extreme. That's, that's yeah, your, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Your goal, but um, but you know, our advice to the average person probably would maybe be look at six months but again yeah, the like, same principles but let, yeah. let if there's a lot to lose let's look yeah. at the same principles again like we always do but let's look at you know what, what think, kind of thing like yeah
2: it's really important to say 19 pounds is a scale weight that i've lost yeah not for a second do i think i've lost 19 pounds of fat yeah i i have lost potentially 10 pounds of water yeah. from where I was at when I was eating 3,200 calories yeah. and I have potentially lost about nine pounds to eight pounds of body fat yeah. over 10 weeks doing it in a, in a, in a very quick way. I don't want to, I don't want to be in a stage where I'm losing weight throughout the year. I want to just cut down and then maintain and do the work over a short period of time. But if you were to take those same principles and you were to do it, as you said, six months to a year, 18 months, you could do it without even realizing. You're not getting any negative side effects at all, and you're just going to gradually lose the weight. And guess what? You can keep it off because you're in control. You control it, not the people that are trying to sell you teas and the drinks and the weighing you once a week. Because I'm telling you right now, if you looked at my weights and 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 I gave you my weights once a week, it would, be a, it would be a shit show. You know, I wouldn't have a clue what I've done. But because I'm, I'm getting data points every day, I understand where I'm at. So I've been able to adjust very quickly to things. So I'm in complete control. And I'm sorry, but I, I'm not going to turn up to the swimming world, butt naked, not eating anything all day, to weigh myself truly. I'm just going to do it at home in the morning.
1: That's it. And I think there's well, a really...
0: A lot of women will be very disappointed to hear that. But I'll pass you over to Paul.
1: Yeah, I think there's a really um, powerful point to take from what you said there in terms of essentially what you're doing is very comparative to like a competition prep. It's a short window of extreme restriction in order to get you very lean for a short period of time. But the principle that you use to deliver that is by ensuring your calorie intake is less than your energy expenditure, which is the fundamental that people need to apply. So as we've said, for the average person, you apply that principle in a more manageable way, a more sustainable manner over a longer period of time. But what I actually get my clients to do, which is very similar to what you're doing. So you take your, your weight daily as a data point so that each week you've got an average because you're working in a very short period of time. Because I expect to work with my clients for a lot longer. I only check, I check their measurements once a week, but I only check their weight once a month for the exact same reason as you. Most of my clients are women, so their weight's going to fluctuate more than men anyway. But there's a lot more that makes up our body weight than just body fat. So for me, I just want to see a trend in their weight in terms of it coming down. So I don't want to weigh them once a week and see every fluctuation and be, and have to manage people's mindsets about why you've gone up a pound or why you've stayed the same. I track their measurements, which gives a much more accurate indication of progress, yep. and based what we're doing. At the rate in which I'm seeing that, if it's too quick, calories can come up a bit. If it's if it's too slow, calories come down a bit or energy expenditure goes up, depending where the calories are. Um, and I know just track their weight once a month so that we get this wonderful downward trend. And one of my clients has dropped like in three, in the first three months has dropped like just over 10 kilos. Now, I guarantee inches, we're dropping little bits of measurements every single week. This week just gone was the first week where we've maintained um, and that's coming off the back of her being a bit poorly and stuff. So I was expecting it anyway. But if we tracked her weight every week, we would have seen every fluctuation and we would have had to manage the mindset every period. I'll and just say. It just shows. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. I'll let you keep going just very quickly
2: from just from measuring myself on DEXA scans and stuff in the past. I know right now I'm roughly 8% body fat, right? So. If you look at that, that's not me bragging. That's me saying 8% of my scale weight is fat. So only 8% of that number that I'm using is actually fat. So the rest of the 92% that I'm tracking is the, my body. So that's why I only, that's why I look at it and I just, I forget about it for the rest of the day because it's just like, it's not worth it because I'm only, only 8% of it right now is, yeah,
1: is worth even looking.
0: Right, um, Paul,
1: do you want to finish up? We've only got a minute, There, just under a minute, so... Yeah, um, yeah. so I think um, to round off from from today, uh, we've coined it the fat loss edition, and basically the takeaway for everybody from this is is that if you're looking to drop body fat, two things, your scale weight is not going to dictate your progress wholly, it's not going to give you the clearest picture, so use it with a pinch of salt, be smart with how often you look at it, Um, but most importantly, apply the principle in a method that you can stick to and enjoy. You need to be consuming less calories than you burn. If you're very inactive, then the amount of calories you can consume will be low. If you're very active, you can eat a bit more. But most importantly, if the amount of calories or the, the method you're thinking of doing is something you don't think you're going to enjoy doing for a long time, don't fucking do it because it's a stupid approach. Um, yeah. Apply the principle in the most enjoyable way that you know you can stick to long term and give yourself a decent window, 6, 12, 18 months, however long, to make changes to your lifestyle rather than trying to find some rapid quick fix.
0: Yeah, lovely. Amen Thanks. to that, brother. Amen. Amen. If I had right, guys, good. let's go. Uh I'm sure we'll talk about this again another day, but uh we shall check in again next week and see how everyone's doing. Okay. But yeah, have a good week.
1: Love Thank you,
0: See you later.